That was a quick drop. Hey, everybody. Uh, hi. What's happening? Sorry, that was a quick drop. Are you going to blame the cat? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am blaming the cat because I'm over here tweaking uh, settings on the board that uh, she constantly screws up because Uncle Squeezer hasn't made the cat stopper from my board yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got to... Um... When I come back from the happiest place on earth, I got I, I gotta make our, our dear friend Bradley some sort of record box, uh, which I've been putting off for the last two years. Why doesn't he just uh, fucking buy one? Because <laughs> uh, he's like me. Uh, he picks and chooses when he's gonna be cheap, I guess. Uh, I guess. Because... And, and he needs something sturdy, so he, he's gotta go to me and not the Swedes. Oh, uh, okay. Ooh, that was a good one. Good Thank foley. You. Good foley. Uh, it, it's it's a weird day to do a winter grab bag because we're in like what would be considered the height of winter. Yeah, yeah. This is normally like the like mid. Are we mid February? Yeah, no, early February. Early February. But it's like this is where it just kind of gets sad and dreary. You know, like this is like real winter but depression. Let's not in. forget lately. Like at least two or three days in February, we get like beautiful spring weather. Yeah. And today was one of them. It was about 60 degrees. Didn't really get to enjoy it all, but... Oh. I took my trash out this evening. It was getting a little chillier, but uh, good old t-shirt on and just kind of standing in the driveway looking around going, ah, oh, this is nice. This is this is nice. Tomorrow, uh, even warmer. Ooh. Crescendoing Friday with the warmest day of the week. Awesome. Um, 55. Uh, today was 53, tomorrow's 54, and then Friday's oh. 55. So and says, then it's uh, going to be 78 on Saturday. For you, for uh, yeah. the rest of us here in Pennsylvania, 42 degrees. It just still isn't ah, Yeah. Just stay above freezing so my pipes don't explode. Uh, DJ Slowdown. What's up, guys? How's the lunch lady? Oh, she hasn't been on the show in a while. Yeah, she passed away. Mm, I don't think she did. No, I'm pretty sure. No, I really don't. Nope, definitely dead. The more you say it, Squeezer, the more you're going to want me to grab that fucking <laughs> megaphone. And... Next Thursday, it's going to be 57. Like, it's not going to drop below freezing while you're out. I mean, the lows awesome. might, but... Well, good for you guys. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll still have nicer weather, but... Yeah. Down there in Florida. Oh, Sunday, it's going to be slow as 64, Squeezer. Wow. That's Clearwater. I don't know about Orlando. Oh. Oh. I, I can live with that. I'm Talking temperatures I mean, the, the temp, the, yeah. on the yeah. Rad Years podcast. Saturday, uh, you got weather talk. rain in 81. So, yeah, Sunday, lowest 67, high 53. So breezy. Sick. I like that. I like a little breeze. I don't know. It's going to be... I, I hope shorts. I hope we brought chains of t-shirts for Disney because on Wednesday eighty four, Thursday eighty five, Friday eighty four. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. 
Wow, it, I thought originally when we looked like it, it was only last week we looked and it was going to top out at like 75. Mm-mm. I'm like, oh, perfect. Now it's going to be hot. By Monday and right. Tuesday, you'll have 70 and 76, and your you're not your lows are going to be cold. Low 47, low 48, squeezer. Uh, is it something that like the older you get, the more you want to talk weather and like directions, it is, directions to places? What route did you take? Oh, I took this. There's this route. And the, because but, you realize every other conversation you're going to have, 90% of the time, it's going to end in an argument and you're going to fight with someone. Uh, uh, like, weather is one of those. Well, all right, never mind. Forget it. I guess you can. Are you doing a bit? <laughs> no, no, it just occurred to me. There, I know a handful of people that if we were talking about the weather, it would go off on some. Uh, so uh, some kind of tangent now. Both sides, yeah. both both they exist oh, on sure. both sides of the, the sure, Greta Thunbergs I'm, of the world. How I'm, dare you! <laughs> I'm talking about our particular lunatic. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, oh, here's all yeah, the. Dir- I'm checking all the. Nintendo had a direct today at five, and I yes, I didn't get to really see what they're dropping. They and dropped the Zelda trailer. Yeah, he's riding the hoverboard. Looks like uh, Tears yeah, and like he, he's like kingdom. he's got like a broken down RC car that he's driving. Yeah, you've never played Breath of the Wild yet, have you? No. Yeah, this is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. I want you to play Breath of the Wild and actually tell me how it is because you'll beat the game. I <laughs> I played like the first five levels. I want to play it too, but oh no, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered is out today on the Switch. You want to just bag this show now and. Nintendo is adding Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games to Switch Online. You don't have to um, buy these emulators I'm talking about. Nintendo's doing it for us. Yeah. Game Boy. They know it's coming. So Game Boy titles that they're putting on right now as available today. Tetris, Super Mario Land 6, two Six Golden Coins, my favorite. Link's Awakening, DX, the color version. Gargoyles Quest, Game and Watch Gallery 3, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Wireland 3, and Kirby's Dreamland. Man, they picked some classics. Mm-hmm. You'll be I'm able pretty to... sure like we just hit all of those last week or yeah, know, two, right? three weeks ago. You'll be able to play these games with the Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, or Game Boy Color screen filters. Oh, my God. Okay, Game Boy Advance titles, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games, Kura Kura Kurin, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, and that's all today. Oh. Man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to have to fire up my Switch when we're done with possibly two shows tonight. Yeah, we'll see how things go. Oh, I see how it is. What? can't do show number two now you gotta go play metroid i get it i'll never i I could play metroid right now on one of my 15 streaming or or emulating things i have on my desk fair enough it's just it's available to do it legally now and kind of just want to uh more news um I don't know. I'm just pulling up comicbook.com right now and scrolling through. Oh, we got an email today, Squeezer, that we what? Uh, that I ignore. Uh, oh, my favorite kind of email. As much as I love hearing from you guys. Yeah, it's from a Todd Tuchek. He said, hey there. Hey there? 
Really? That's how you're gonna a uh, real casual. Uh his yeah, he's got an actual email. He said, Hey there. I hope you're doing well. My name is Todd and I'm on the Creator Partnerships team at Patreon. Have you thought about Ugh. starting a Patreon for yourself? I love to chat if it's something you've been considering. Best, Todd. Best. Todd. Best. I don't know, Todd. <laughs> well, how did the uh, email get to me, Todd? I don't know, Margo. I don't know if you heard, Todd. We don't sell out. We're true artists. No, I just... Do you think anyone would actually pay for this show? <laughs> God, no. If you do, you deserve what you get. Patreon. So I belong to... Uh, Dino Drax Purple Stuff Podcast Patreon and they do I guess mm -hmm. a half hour and I do it not for the extra show I do it just to support support those lads because not everyone's made of money like you and me Squeezer oh sure right so I support those two lads and what they do and um, and then I belong to Ad Free Show's Patreon which gets me because there's so many goddamn ads in Bruce's show now <laughs> it gets me the ad free version Plus, there's other stuff on there I listen to occasionally. And, um, yeah, but uh, I don't think there's anyone who... What would we have to offer? We couldn't do, like, ad-free uh -huh. versions of our show because there's no ads. Maybe, like, I, I bring back my impressions, and if you want to hear the show without the impressions, you have to join our Patreon. <laughs> You're not going to do that editing. Yeah, that is a lot. I don't want the money. In fact, I'll pay... I'll pay someone more money to do do edit that out than I would to. It's just no, we're not doing Patreon, and I'm ignoring you, pal. Come on, you should know better. I just thought it was cute. It's like oh, kind of like should an I only hit him up? OnlyFans, pre OnlyFans. We'll put some tasteful nudes of Squeezer on that Patreon. So let's just see how much he knows of the show. So let's see what his thoughts. Let you know he's the professional. He's the expert on well, Patreon. Okay, Todd, if you're listening to the show and you know about our show, um, hit me back and say what you think. Well, I'm not going to reply to your email, but email me a second time and say why you think the Radier should have a Patreon. And, you know, maybe I'll entertain having a Patreon. Or you could, you're just out there scooping the charts and seeing what shows don't have a Patreon and trying to get one made. So you probably could give two flying fucks about our show, which is my personal opinion I mean that is kind of a as rad yours as it gets <laughs> true we don't have a wiki we should make a wikipedia page so they could learn about our show the way we learn about things in the rad years <laughs> podcast uh, the rat the legend of zelda tears of kingdom fans are outraged by its expensive price squeezer oh yeah it is going to be the first nintendo game at a staggering $70. Aren't they $70 now? Uh, it's still like 60 But games have been 50 We talked about this. Yeah. Games have been $50, $60 for 30-plus years. Yeah. Guys, it's about time. Look. And they cost a hell of a lot more to make. Mm-hmm. Like, this wasn't four guys in their garage. Nintendo has confirmed Zelda... Tears of the Kingdom pricing. In addition to the standard version, that would be ooh the collector version, one hundred thirty dollars. Now you're tickling my buying bone. Ah, yeah, because <laughs> it comes with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> For seventy dollars, I should be fucking Link. Says sick boy. Uh, at Leo Louch says, 
It's free if you run fast enough, though. I Meaning you could shoplift it? I guess. Um, at Miles, but the Fox says... Who buys a physical copy of a game anymore? Right. At Miles, the Fox I mean, says, they really want an additional $60 for a steel book, a small metal print, and a 20-page art book. Bro, what? Yes! That's what collector's editions do. That's what it's been for the last 20 years. Yes. Oh, someone's blaming uh, Joe Biden for it on this one. Um, well, yeah, I mean... At, I, I, at Cryco Force says, rip fifty nine ninety nine game prices, and then has a meme, it's Jover. With um, Joe Biden looking down at the podium. Oh. Yeah, no, I, did you see the State of the Union? Nah. <laughs> it was right right towards the end. He's like, everyone, if you support our seniors, stand up and agree with me. We need to raise the price of Zelda. And everyone applauded. Yay! Oh, you were doing a bit there. I thought. I was, no, yeah, it was a bit. Okay. You didn't actually watch. No. No. Whoever watches the State of the Union. <laughs> no. There's no All I know is he made everyone stand up and applaud old people, which is oh, basically them clapping for them. Right. Hey, hey, clap for me. Yeah, clap for me. Uh, Red Hood 420 says, there's no excuse as to why this game is being priced at $70. Lower frame rate and lower resolution. LMAO. What does that mean? Just to make uh, laugh my ass off. No, no, I know that. What is? Why does oh. he say lower frame rate and lower resolution? Uh, because these guys love their resolution and frame rate, so they want a big, fancy, polished game. It does. It looks a little dated, but that's the look they're going for, so they say. But that doesn't mean the game was cheaper to make. It's not like, oh, well, we saved money on frame rates here. Oh, we cut back on frames. No. Shit's expensive. Yeah, and it sucks. Look, I get it. If ten if maybe the other ten bucks is gonna put it out of your price range. It'll go but, on sale. Yeah, uh just CJ Slowdown said he'd support the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. But don't. We're gonna put tasteful new we're gonna start at OnlyFans, not a Patreon. Oh, that's not hmm. It'll be That's very a terrible idea. At least there's X-ray. something to offer there. It'll be very X-rated. Yeah. Tasteful nudes of my little squeezer. <laughs> very, very tasteful. Very tasteful. Um. All right. We've done roughly 15 minutes of non-show talk. Filler. And since we're we're not guaranteeing it, but we're gonna try to maybe record two shows tonight, we're gonna start the show. And I actually start t- tonight. Oh. So. Um, here is my first winter grab bag selection. Ah, look, there we are! It may be on a lousy channel, but the Simpsons are on TV. <gasps> Our driveway snowed in. Old man winter! <laughs> That's right. I fill your driveways with ice and snow. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. That's what. Stop. Mr. <laughs> Get out, you lousy season. All right, I'm going. My head hurts. I have to lie down for a while. Yay! Hello, I'm Mr. Plow. Are you tired of having your hands cut off by snow blowers and the inevitable heart attacks that come with shoveling snow? Uh-huh. Then call Kleindike 53226. Call now and receive a free T-shirt. 
He could still surprise you. But I'm a real tightwad. Can I afford this remarkable system? Absolutely. My prices are so low, you'll think I've suffered brain damage. <laughs> you are fully bonded and licensed by the city, aren't you, Mr. Plow? Shut up, boy. Ah! <laughs> so remember, call Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again, again is Mr. Plow. Well, John Q. Driveway has our number. Now we play the waiting game. <laughs> Let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos. Uh, the waiting game sucks. Let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I was got kind of roped into. The, I, I watched a video on YouTube the other night about. Well, it wasn't like maybe a week or so ago, about the Simpsons perfect season and what it is, and it was on the nerd nostalgic video. He's a pretty popular video maker on YouTube, and he sums up the perfect season of 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 the Simpsons is season five or four squeezer. I'm sorry, four. Hmm. And he, you know, I rewatched the whole thing over the last two weeks. And Mr. Plow is obviously one of them. And he's not really wrong. <laughs> Starts off with Camp Krusty. I know we've listed episodes of Simpson on this show. That's what we do best. That's what we do. Great episode. Good start. But then the second one comes out swinging with a streetcar named Marge. Uh, her playing Blanche Dubow, Dubois. And um, Homer just being the big oaf klutz. One of the best jokes in that episode is the Anne Rand School for Tots. <laughs> uh, an episode that I never really gave too much credit for, but when I rewatched it, I was really excited uh, how much I liked it. Homer the Heretic. <laughs> uh, you know what? One, oh, of, yeah. one of the things in this season that that brings a lot of the episodes, like that ties them together, is the season starting and on him watching television. And it, for some reason, that's like a big nostalgia uh, uh, callback for me, like the family around and just watching anything that was on TV. Like there's no, like searching for a movie or, or a TV show on a streamer. It's you turn the TV on and if there's, if there's something on, there's something on, you know? Yeah. And, and the seasons start with random stuff and, and he's at home watching TV while they're at church. And he's like, please be, he's like, hey, um, praying that there's something good on TV and he turns it on. And you know something stupid comes on. It's it's good stuff. Lisa the Beauty Queens, okay, another good episode. It's a great Treehouse of Horror, uh, three. That's Clown Without Pity, uh, when Homer buys the Krusty doll that turns out to be evil. The King Homer, the King Kong parody, and the Dial Z for a zombie. Um, that Bart accidentally summons the hordes of zombies. You killed the zombie Flanders. <laughs> Zombie Flanders? <laughs> oh, yeah. Zombie Flanders. Itchy and Scratchy, the movie, where Bart finally gets uh, punished. Um, first appearance of Bumblebee Man, though, Squeezer. Really? Mm-hmm. Marge gets a job. Marge works down at the Springfield plant with Homer, and Mr. Burns falls in love with her. Treats him to a Tom Jones concert then. He's like... Please call the police. <laughs> uh, New Kid on the Block, written by Conan O'Brien. Um, new Next Door Neighbors, uh, Ruth Powers and daughter Laura. And Laura, Bart falls in love. 
but Jimbo Jones likes her and she likes him. And the best B story in this show, Squeezer. Homer and the Sea Captain's Frying oh, Dutchman the Restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> all you can eat buffet. Uh, first appearance of the Sea Captain. And Ruth Powers, who comes back throughout the show. Mr. Plow, which is the focus of this. Mr. Plow is fucking funny. One of the funniest gags is when he goes to Plow and Bart tops off his um, canteen. His, not his canteen. What's it? Thermos with beer. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some good gags in the in the episode. And when Marge gets all horned up and makes him banger with the Mr. Plow jacket. Wow. I have the Mr. Plow M- Vans MTE um, shoes. They're great. They look like his jacket. And uh, they have some Mr. Plow stuff on the official Simpsons line of Vans they did not too long ago. Lisa's first word. And that's all centered around the 1984 Summer Olympics when... Krusty has that gimmick that McDonald's did with every time the America wins a gold medal, you get a free burger. <laughs> um, Homer's triple bypass where he has a heart attack and he doesn't have the money and he keeps going back in. And then Dr. Nick does it. Does the, does the surgery squeezer. Um, Marge versus monorail. Another great episode. Monorail. Monorail. Selma's Choice, the first appearance of Duff Gardens and Surly, <laughs> Surly Duff, and the spoiled hoagie gimmick, Homer and the hoagie, the party uh, sub, and he keeps eating it. Oh. And that's how he gets sick. He's like, I can't stay mad at you. Uh, brothers from the same planet, where uh, Bart and Homer each get a bigger brother and a younger brother. It's an okay episode. Then there's one that changed everything for one certain character. Probably one of the top 10 best episodes of Simpsons ever. I love Lisa. Mm-hmm. Choo-choo, choose me. <clears throat> uh, Duffless, when Homer gets uh, arrested for... A great joke, and it was... This episode is one of the reasons that Disney when they put all the episodes on Disney plus and the HD format, they went back to the four by three because one of the best jokes in this um, episode got cut off by the scan squeezer when they're in the Duff brewery tour and there's Duff dry, Duff light and Duff. And they're all coming from the same pipe, but it, <laughs> it, it gets cut off in the, in the, the high def scan. Um, last exit to Springfield, uh, the dental plan, Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. <laughs> um, the the Simpsons clip show. Um, which is an okay episode. Uh, the front where they get Grandpa to write an itchy and scratchy episode. Whacking day. Another first appearance of Superintendent Chalmers. By the way. Oh, a lot of firsts in this. Margin chains were. I mean, this is really when it starts hitting its stride. Yeah, margin chains when um, Springfield's hit by the dreaded Osaka flu and Marge accidentally s- steals a bottle of Grandpa uh, Grandpa's bottle of bourbon uh, that he's looking for, and um, she goes to jail for shoplifting thirty days, and everyone the whole town falls apart without her. And the season ends with Krusty gets canceled, Squeezer, which is a great episode. 
where Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. <laughs> All these kids in Springfield are SOBs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's what he says about Bill Oakley and um, how he they define the season and why the showrunners of seven, season seven and eight, which are my two favorite seasons, copied yes. this. Oh, I'm gonna put the... But there are still a few wonderfully clever jokes to hold our hands, and there is something nice and kind in seeing Skinner relish in the mundane. Oh, wait, hold on. This is the wrong one. This is it. Of The Simpsons. According to Bill Oakley, it goes something like this. In a 22-episode season, you get six Homer episodes. Three episodes each for Lisa, Bart, and Marge, a Sideshow Bob episode, an episode related to Itchy and Scratchy, with the remaining open to experiment with structure, or give a spotlight to one of the show's growing cast of side characters. While some of these definitions are a bit vague, this structure would provide the series with a winning formula that both expanded on the rich characterization of the central cast, while also providing space to fill out the world of the show. Uh-oh, that cute little character could take America by storm. When looking at season four, it's impossible to deny it's the best season of The Simpsons. It's a season filled with iconic. Now, I agree it's a good one, but I still think it's not the best. Uh, but I do love how each episode, a lot of almost all the episodes are, are tied together with those like TV scenes in the beginning. That's that just for some reason that just hits me right in the nostalgia feel squeezer. Yeah. And five was good, too, uh, but five wasn't great. Uh, there was some good ones and, um, not like great ones though. I'm like, oh yeah, season five wasn't great. Season six, again, Bart, Bart of Darkness was great. Itchy and Scratchy Land was great. Um, but like Fear Flying and, uh. Grandpa versus sexual inadequacy and Lisa and I, they're okay episodes, but they're not like great. Uh, the two dozen and one Greyhounds, another good one, but not great. Um, Lemon of Troy. These are all like forgettable episodes, Squeezer, but it had had who shot Mr. Burns part one. Yeah. Then we get into seven and eight, what I think yeah. are the two best. I, I with you a hundred percent on that, buddy. We get king size Homer in seven. It's it's the best episode twenty six minutes of TV ever. Yeah. Who shot Mr. Burns Part Two? Radioactive Man, Home Sweet Home Diddly Dumb, uh, Bart sells a soul. Lisa the Vegetarian. Oh, you don't win friends with salad. You don't win friends with salad. King size Homer, Mother Simpson, Sci Showed Bob's Last Gleaming, The Simpsons hundred thirty eighth episode spectacular, Marge <laughs> be not proud, Team Homer, Two Bad Neighbors. Scenes from a class struggle in Springfield. Bart the Fink. Lisa the Iconoclast. Homer the Smithers. The Day the Violence Died. A Fish Called Selma. Another top 10 favorite best episode ever. Bart on the Road. The 1982 World's Fair in Knoxville. You mean the Wigs fear. <laughs> I'm Al Gore. 22 short films about Springfield. Another top maybe five episode of Simpsons. Much a poo about nothing. Raging Abe Simpson and the Grumbling Grandson. And the Curse of Flying Hellfish, Homer Palooza, another top five. Summer of Four Foot Two, another top five. Like I think my top five favorite episodes are from season seven. Yeah, I think you just throw in Grimy in there, 
and you have like my favorite episodes. Yeah, season eight was great too. Um, you only move twice. We've talked about it multiple times. The Homer They Fall, uh, A Millhouse Divided, Hurricane Nettie. Oh, the Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Springfield Files. Oh, yeah. Uh, Itchy, Scratchy, and Poochie Show. It's just... Homer vs. the 18th Amendment. Uh, Homer's Enemy, there you go. That's season eight, Frank Grimes. Mm-hmm. Simpsons spinoff showcase, which is a great one. Yeah. It's, uh, so without season four squeezer, we wouldn't have gotten season seven and eight. So we have to pay homage to the great and probably the best one. The best episode of that season was Mr. Plow. Oh yeah. By far. Yeah. So winter here's squeezers first winter pick. <laughs> What the fuck? Ah, uh, I hope that's stuck in everyone's head now. We sold. You remember sh- bananas and pajamas? Yeah, only because we sold the stuff at um, uh, KB when I worked there. Ah, uh, my my was my sister into it? She might have even been a little old for it yet. My cut, co- my cousins were really into it because I think that was like '92. Yeah. My cousins were into it, but I. It was still around uh, in '98 when I was at KB. I know that for sure. Yeah, it's still. I think it's still a thing. Yeah. Um, because I saw some bananas in pajamas. Could have looked that up. Uh, because I thought I saw them in like a CGI kind of thing, look, kind of crossing the uncanny valley. Oh yeah, look at that. Yep. Yeah, now they're all that cheap uh, Coco Melon looking CGI shit. Coco Melon? Uh, d- don't get me started. Anywho, uh, it, it's really Coco it's a Melon? Korean uh, sing along show that you put on for a three year old to kind of. It's like crack cocaine for a three year old. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to know about yeah. this kind of stuff. I'm glad you don't either. So they were like, they're like Teletubby characters at first, like characters in costumes. Yeah. Oh, so Netflix was on. We were uh, we were watching uh, one of their shows in the kids setting, and but you know how it scrolls through like random things like oh watch this oh watch this. Mm-hmm. It scrolls through and it comes to Teletubbies and mm-hmm. the little one lights it. She's like, what's that? I'm like, oh I don't I don't. And then thankfully it changed to something else. And then she's like, oh something shiny. And but fuck, I was almost watching Teletubbies. Whew. That was a close one. I gotta watch enough crap. I'm not down for Teletubbies. I watch so I've seen so many of those movies with the talking dogs. It's infuriating. Um, well, like the the, the, the people who made Air Bud. Yeah, the buddies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you know. I know. I've never watched a single one of them, but I, there's there's so many you can't help but see them. There's thousands <laughs> of them. It's amazing. Um, 
And they have uh, not only movies, but series, too. It continues on their education and their wizard school. Yeah. It, it, it's great, though, because the people are so bad that uh, the, it makes the dogs actually look like good actors. It's actually kind of enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, particularly uh, cold winter day in the, at this point, let's say 80s, because I, I wasn't wearing little footy pajamas when I was like 10. But going back to, like, not necessarily like the onesie for, uh, like, a baby or Tyler, but did you at least did you have the little footy pajamas when yeah, you got a little older? Yeah, yeah. You could I see me in it. them in some of my. Hi, oh, of course. Please stay off my audio board. Okay, let's not move my mic here. All right, there we go. Yes. Um, I, I just, I just, I like having traction on my toes, and if you can give me those little plastic, little bumpy things in the bottom of my little footy pajamas, and because the thing is, I I do enjoy wearing socks. I I like my toes I to hate, stay nice and hate. warm. Hate wearing socks. Okay, see, I like I like the, I like the socks, but I don't like the compression around my ankles. You know what I mean? I, I feel trapped. So so to have some kind of coverage, but then go directly into my legs is. So you I, you, I kind of like the idea of it. You want to be wearing footy pajamas like now? Uh no, because now I I would get a little too claustrophobic. If I can have something like. Um, like hosiery, like fleecy pajama pants, where it doesn't hosiery. <laughs> what? Ho- ho- yeah, like uh, like thigh high pajama pants. Like, give me like <laughs> like nice wide loose, <laughs> but like footed uh, thigh high fleecy pajama pants. That's going on our OnlyFans. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, if you guys want to support the show and you want to see me in some uh, uh, fleece lederhosen. Uh, <laughs> sign up to our Patreon. Ask Todd. No, our not a Patreon. We're only fans. Only fans. Sorry, Todd. Yeah, they. It's a better market for us. Yeah, and then I would get like those old timey buttons on it. You know, like they had on their socks, and they just kind of clip it to my pants. It's <laughs> the way to go. Yeah, I don't like once I would put like the zipper on and like zipper, and then I would feel like trapped. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Oof, I, it terrifies me now, and 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 also as a grown man, it does look kind of weird. And if it is like one of the Care Bear outfits, they're gonna think you're some kind of weirdo. Mm. Which there's mm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, have Pro- at it. Yeah, you know? probably shouldn't do Care Bears, bud. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is, so I had Care Bears, but it wasn't like now where it's like if you search for like. Uh, uh, Care Bear, like a, a Care Bear's classic grumpy bear costume for an adult male. Well, they say unisex, <laughs> but there's a guy in there. Uh, I, I, I think waving. our friend Denny might have one of those. I think he does. Um, and uh, or or they just have these like you know models wearing these. Um, yeah, I, I I don't. I don't know where you're going. You took a weird turn yeah i i didn't mean but what i'm saying is i didn't have the one that i didn't look like a care bear it had like the care bears on it you know it's kind of like the halloween costumes back then the halloween costume didn't look like chuck norris it just had a face of chuck norris on it this was just like a little care bear scene on my little uh little footy pajamas uh 
Okay, well, I'm here. I've got a few pictures of me and 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 um and uh, uh one you can't. T I remember these gray ones. The other ones I can't tell if they're like a onesie type deal. Well, let me see. Let's screenshot these whores and send them over to you. Okay. Or even if it doesn't necessarily have to even that in that onesie zip up, but if you had the pants with the feet. Do they even make those? Or do they just make some shit up? Uh, they make socks like like that. Hold on, hmm. I gotta rotate this bitch. Waiting on a text from the Rogers guy. Te talking texts that people who are listening can't see. <laughs> yeah, this is good radio. The one picture Todd, I'm what can we... kind of... Yeah, Todd, what the fuck do you think about this? I'm like, I might be too old for... for uh... Let's see. Oh, look at him. Oh, God, like tight around the... cut. Were you like choking in that thing? The one, the gray one? Uh, I was looking at the... the... The pink one. There, it's like it's red. Your net red. I'm holding the Snoopy, I guess it looks like. Uh, Yeah, it looks like... Uh... Look at my hair. It looks kind of almost identical to now. Yeah. <laughs> What's Chris's? Jesus Christ. There's, there's a scanner again. Uh, that's where the scanner picture came from. Uh, Well, it's got little footballs on it. Does it? Oh, yeah. It's got little soccer little balls. Little footballs, soccer balls. Mine's got like an elephant, it looks like. Uh, I think it's a My Little Pony. <laughs> Duh, of course it's a My Little Pony I, I'm digging that snowman wrapping paper though That is nice stuff, I like that In the uh, back behind your brother um, That is really nice yeah, That is some nice wrapping paper I really like that That's... Okay, I'm trying to find out like, yeah. It looks like it's a circus It's a circus onesie Ah, that makes sense Oh, did you get a bunny for Christmas? Yeah, oh, we yeah, that was like a thing. Aw. We got pet rabbits. Yeah. I was I think it was like for all three of us, but it was see how uninterested I am in it. Look at I'm wearing look, <laughs> look how much I was into sports. I'm wearing a basketball pajamas there. <laughs> did it did, and it does it just say ball sports on it? No, like my, specific. I was, that's all I did was, uh, you could see our Magnavox tape deck in the background there and our Zenith TV. Yeah. But I was very much, there, there's that teddy bear I got too. I was, I, I love that, that uh, teddy bear I'm holding. I'm probably too oh, old. Like the plushy kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, um like a starter jacket, but a teddy bear. Yeah. <clears throat> More polyester, oh. I think is the word you're looking for. Yes. Polymyester. Yeah. So no, I, I, everything I had in my whole bedroom was decked out. Uh, in sports squeezer, like I had like a, um, like an NBA. You know, I've talked about my NBA comforter, uh, my uh, Vikings pennants, my Philly stuff, uh, and then that gray, that gray one there. The gray one. Are you? Were you posing like that, assuming one day you were going to be on like one of those boards, like one of those posters above the changing room at like a Coles or a Gap? I I don't know. I look very disinterested <laughs> and not happy at all. Well, yeah, it makes you want to buy clothes. Okay, yeah, let's see what you're doing. I'm gonna buy that uh, gray casual business suit looking pajama set. Uh, it's they always zippered. The zippers were, were the tough part. Yeah, and then you get stuck. Yeah, and now you're stuck in your pajamas. All right. 
Yeah. Luckily, I wasn't packing any heat to get caught in that zipper <laughs> in my underoos. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't free ball it in mine. I don't know. What about no. you? Oh no, no, you'd be terrified. Yeah, zipper was, yeah, that yeah. zipper was not up to code. That was a deadly zipper. No. Yeah. Oh well, apparently that was a thing. It was up until like a little bit in like the late fifties, and then in the seventies they ruined all the fun because apparently that that's why they started making them out of like all like the synthetics and uh, the fleece because it used to be cotton. And then I didn't know they passed laws back in the fifties and like for, reinforced them in the seventies to make kids' bedtime clothing less flammable. Hmm. It's actually uh, where is it? Blanket sleeper. I don't know that. Oh thing. yeah, so its official term is blanket sleeper. That thing I'm wearing in the gray looks like it go up in flames in a heartbeat and melt into uh, my skin. Stringent. I'm sure it had some definitely not toxic flame retardant. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it did burn, yeah, you would. Liquid asbestos. Hey, kids, I'm Troy McClure. Today you're going to learn about liquid asbestos, what we put in your pajamas so you don't burn to death in your sleep. <laughs> Yay. Uh, where is that law? When I grow up, I'm going to Bovine University. <laughs> Here's some tripe. <laughs> uh, but yes, I, I loved... Uh, uh, and you know what? They're adorable, too. I throw my, my the little ones... They're still, adorable. She's kind of growing out of it. She's kind of growing out of it now, which is kind of sad. Well, she's five. But, uh, no, or, no, the little one. What, she's three? Yeah, she's three. I think I'm like 14 in this gray one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... I, I, was gonna, I didn't want to say anything. You no, I, I said I'm clearly too old. Like, like, But they're comfy. Like, you can't fight it. And I was, like, the tiniest kid in the planet until I hit, like, sixth or seventh grade squeezer. So my mom wasn't spending any money getting me new clothes when I wasn't growing yeah. every year. It's like, you're going to wear that onesie until you grow out of it. So it took till seventh grade. That was probably, picture's probably from sixth grade. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, that was fun. Should we move on? Let's do it. All right, here is my second pick. Time to rumble! It's time for the Royal Rumble! Participants include the immortal Hulk Hogan, the hitman Bret Hart, Animal from Legion of Doom, The Undertaker, The it sounds like uh, Vince definitely shouldn't be saying the word Saba Simba. Federation champion, the ultimate warrior, defends the title against the number one contender, Sergeant Slaughter, front and center. Sergeant Slaughter, front and, and center. tag team action, the Rhodes family. Meet Virgil and Ted DiBiase. The big boss man squares off against the Barbarian. And then the tag team of the Rockers. Meet the Orient Express, led by Mr. Fuji. 
It's time to rumble. Oh, the, this is my first Royal Rumble I ever watched, Squeezer. 1991. I got into, like, I, I was aware of wrestling and Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling, Squeezer, mm-hmm. in the 80s. Like, you know, but I wasn't like, I had some of the LJN figures too, and I liked Hogan, but I wasn't like a, a big fan. And then my brother and I started hanging out with this kid down the street, Vincent, who had like cool Nintendo games, but, you know, he never wanted to play them. We talked about this. He had like Spy versus Spy. And like Blaster Master, and he's like, oh, these games suck. Especially, and I only only wanted to play Spy versus Spy every time I was there. <laughs> but he got us in the wrestling, and this was right around the time of WrestleMania six. And I remember the first pay per view that that summer, we hung out, started hanging out with him. So we like rented WrestleMania six from Blockbuster. We didn't even like see it on pay per view. The first pay per view we watched was SummerSlam ninety one. No, SummerSlam 1990. I'm sorry, Squeezer. That was the one with Earthquake and uh, Hogan. That whole feud. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, I almost spilled something. Oh. And so yes. Did. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Pouring things with the red ears. So this was my first Royal Rumble. I was very excited. Uh And uh, Ultimate Warrior, Hogan won the Rumble, and Ultimate Warrior lost the belt to Sergeant Slaughter, but there was a, a scene in here that like, I don't know, it gave me like weird feelings down under when Sherry was like hitting on the ultimate warrior and she was wearing that tiny little outfit and like, like rubbing all over him. And he's like, <laughs> nothing in this planet will convince the ultimate warrior to look up to the stars above and the skies all around him and think for one second that you will get a match against me. But uh, she was being quite erotic, Squeezer. <laughs> and let, hold on, I'll tell you. I'll go to my weird book here. And in when Royal Rumble '91 aired, I was eight years old, Squeezer. Oh, so oh yeah, yeah. The math checks out, and um. It could be very. <clears throat> no, Mr. Fuji was was there way before Yoko Zunas. He wore like the bowler hat and a like tuxedo before. Yeah. Yoko Zuna. Then he went to the the uh, robe ceremonial robe. So, um, this gimmick pay per view was created by, and I was just funny. We just watched tonight the episode, the latest episode of Young Rock, and they pay. Homage to Pat Patterson, who was the creator of the Royal Rumble, and that's why I was like, "Oh, they're Pat Patterson. He made he invented the Royal Rumble." And later in the episode, he's talking about inventing the Royal Rumble, and the Rock's like, "Pat Patterson invented the Royal Rumble." Um, <laughs> it was a good episode, and a, sh- sh- a guy playing Sean Connery's in it, because Peter Chief Maivia, the Rock's grandfather, worked was a stunt coordinator for Sean Connery in the James Bond movies. I don't know if you knew that, Squeezer. I. I did not know that. Yeah, though the there's Island Town, there's Lehigh Valley ties there because the High Chief Peter Maivia. Um, I gotta make sure I, he was either cousins or brothers with Alpha, and uh, he's the Rock's. So the the daughter of Peter Maivia is the Rock's mom. 
So his grandson is obviously the Rock. Where's this family? Where's the fucking Samoan family? The Anoahe family. Okay, here it is. So Peter Maivia is somehow related to Afa <laughs> and Sika. Their names are, there's like different names for 23 and me with the rad years. The Hanohei family. Sika, okay, they're brothers. I knew that. And I think they're cut. I think Peter is cousins with Afa. Yeah. So Rocky Giants, Rocky Johnson married. Peter Maivia's daughter and had the rock. Dwayne Johnson. And uh, their daughter, Simone, is cousins with uh, Solo Sika, who is in the Sakoa. Sawa Sakoa, who is in the. He is uh, Joseph Sefafatu. He is the son of uh, Solo Fatu, which is Rikishi Squeezer. Ah, oh, okay, yes. And the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, are Jonathan and Josh Fatu, the brother of Solasika, and also the sons. <laughs> A lot of family there. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Actually, we were just talking about that uh, today. Mrs. Squeezer saw this meme, little Instagram thing. She's like, she's like, you know them? I'm like, well, let me see. Oh, that, that's the Sultan. You might know him as Rikishi. Who's, yeah, and the father like, of the Usos. That- yeah, she's like, is that The Rock? I'm like, uh, it is very good. It was uh, WrestleMania 13. He was doing a high, when when The Rock used to do the high cross body off the top. Yes. He did that for a hot minute. Yeah, it was like, it was just a gif of that. I was very proud of her. Yeah, they, um, so the Wild Samoans, Sika and Afa uh, were trained by Peter Maivia and they moved to huh. they moved to uh, Allentown to make WXW, which we did plenty of work for in our days. I miss those days. And they had the Wild Samoan Pro Wrestling Training Center underneath Jordan Lanes, where I bowled as a kid for my CYO bowling team. Squeezer. Yeah, I know. I was That was weird that we didn't. Uh... So when did you bowl? Mm, I think I was like in third grade, so. Okay, so you were... You quit before I I started in like fifth grade. Yeah, I was in third grade in 1990 and 91. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I started until like 95. So in the height of my my like wrestling phase, I am going to this and I'm just going down and staring in the window at the guys. And I told you one time Yokozuna 
and Undertaker are out, and they immediately like went into character. That's awesome. Well, you had to back then. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. I think they were down there working out in the ring. You know, they went to get a a workout in, and uh, and they were best friends. Um, with each other. Sorry, I got lost in this annoyed family tree. <laughs> so it looks like, it looks like they might not be related, but blood. So the Anoya fam, they're members of the Anawai family, and I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I, even when we have good kids in Allen, like their relatives play for the schools, I can never announce it. Their father, Ametwana Anawai, was a blood brother to their trainer Peter Maivia. It was Samoan. So I don't know if The Rock is actually blood related. But when I met The Rock, he introduced me to Superfly Jimmy Snuka as his grandfather. <laughs> Which I don't think is true. Uh, n- hmm. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I don't even know if he's Samoan. I don't. Hmm. He uh, is tied to. Allentown. He's Fijian. Fiji. Yeah. James Willie Smith. Yeah. Superfly Jimmy Snooker, brother. So, I guess when you're, like, raised in the business. Yeah, it's kind of like a family thing. Yeah. Well, clearly, it's a family thing. But, yeah. like, they take it to the next level. They sure do. Uh, what are we talking about for real, though? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble ninety one. The card, yeah. Uh, again, I mean, we've talked about Royal Rumbles before. This one was a, uh, my first one. Hulk Hogan won. How could you not be upset about that, brother? And um, the announced team was Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Piper. Again. How could you be upset with that? The fucking poster was the first time they did the drawings of the guy searching. Or, I'm sorry, the, draw, the comic book drawings of um, all the wrestlers and like their s- civilian street gear, gear that was like kind of wrestling gearish, walking down the street. Poster mm-hmm. was amazing. It uh, Hogan. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, ongoing feud between Hogan and Earthquake uh, that was dates back to that SummerSlam I just talked about and um, yeah it would go on to lead to uh, what I considered one of the my favorite uh, feuds and sto- gimmicks and storylines in WWF history but a lot of people consider it one of the worst uh, with um Sergeant Slaughter and the Iraqi sympathizer leading up to WrestleMania seven. Yeah, it was it might fucking... be nostalgic because it's my first WrestleMania. Like I, I watched live. Yeah. I, I understand people many people found it uh distasteful. Distasteful. Yeah. I looked but, at it as uh, a proud if American. They found that distasteful, just wait. You have uh, some years ahead of you. Yeah, what was that uh K 
Kane's girlfriend or wife or whatever it was. Uh, whatever yeah. that angle was. Yeah. They, uh. And nonetheless, um, yes. some Royal Rumble 91. Great. Royal Rumble. Squeezer, you're... Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Remember, 90-minute show tonight. All right. First, I want to, uh, before we start, I, I want to, because it's- a preamble, thanks to, for fuck's sake. Yeah, this is the preamble. Uh, thanks to, uh, what the hell is it on right now? CBS, and I'm not paying them for this. Uh, it, it was hard. They went through and scoured the internet and, like, yanked everything. So thanks to MacPhoenix82 for putting this sick trailer together in advance uh, before uh, uh, CBS could take it down. Yeah, thanks. Without further ado. Colonel Turk West, Mr. MacGyver. Hey, Colonel. How much did your man Thornton brief you on our mission? He told me the Air Force satellite spotted the location of your plane. Bad boy, this storm. It was terrible. Somebody obviously forgot to tell me you were assigned to the expedition. MacGyver, it's been five years. Don't seem pleased to see me again. You're right. I'm not. Oh. Get a storm brewing. Once it hits, you'll be lucky to get out. Is there anything I can do to help you? Yeah, stay out of my way. Give it up! I can't! I failed the first time. I won't today. These are the latest enhanced satellite photos. According to our experts, this bright spot here is the tail section of the plane. Things are kind of strange right now. With a cargo door missing, an entire crew, 500 bars of gold. Nice. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Ah, oh, yeah. MacGyver. Gold Rush. Uh, this was... Uh, 1989 this was uh season four episode 14 and a a down so picture the arctic 1944 a plane through the sky hold on i know it's it was warm today i probably should go outside and mow the lawn quickly while you go through this all right be right back all right i'll 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 wait till you get done Okay, enough cut bits. To, cut to modern day, 1989, and MacGyver and some old dude in the military and the Russians and some girl that he had a relationship with. There's always with. fucking Russians. Yeah, there's there's always fucking Russians. Um, spoiler alert, they're the good guys. Or not necessarily the bad guys, but the army dude's the bad guy. Okay. So apparently... Spoilers. spoilers. I don't want to ruin this for anyone. Yeah, guys, there's this going to be a spoiler-heavy, spoiler-laden episode for you MacGyver fans who are thinking yeah. of going through and re-watching any MacGyver episode. So just be pre-warned. 49 minutes of gold here. I hope um, your review isn't 49 minutes of gold. <laughs> literally, gold. Gold, because, see, they're trying to get the gold. Which, by the way, I love they want the, to the, get the gold to stop the earthquakes or something. I don't know. Like, it's like it, MacGyver's just not in it for the gold. He has to get the gold for the Phoenix organization B-52 
because with that gold, they can like prevent earthquakes and save people. I get they didn't know what global warming was, I guess. Mm. Was like, but but yeah, the gold's gonna stop the earthquakes. I don't know if they were gonna like melt it down and like fire it into the earth or something. But, okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there's a bunch of gold that went missing back in the '40s when this plane crashed. Okay. Uh, and spoilers, as it turns out, the army guy was all a part of it. So when the plane crashed or they they like they, they crashed down there, he they like saved the gold and for some reason part of the crew decided I guess they're gonna stay behind and freeze to death to protect the gold so that this guy can come back and get it years later. I don't necessarily remember because I'm not paying CBS I I'm I'm going off of like thirty years of memory because I love this episode so much. Um but it was um Oh, this is an epic one, and it's not everyone's like favorite. It might be a little thin here and there, but look, the treasure hunt episodes are always, and especially in season, I'm I'm all over the place because I'm so excited right now. Um, the treasure hunt episodes and stuff are always the best, and by season four, right now, like this is where MacGyver every now and then he's kind of hanging out at a gym or uh, a church or a community center, like helping kids. <laughs> No one wants him to see sol- see him solving problems, like, without gadgets. Not with words. No. Gadgets, MacGyver. And in this case, they find, like, this little cylinder with, like, a, a recording cylinder. And so he spins it, like, on a pencil. And he has to take the girl's lucky pin and break the pin to use it to play it back. And that's how they find out that, uh, oh, what was his name? The real badass name. Turk West. Awesome name, Turk West. I'm gonna go back in time and name myself Turk West. By Lee Patterson. What the hell is he in? What? Lee Patterson. I don't know. He's in a bunch of shows. Lee he was Patterson. Turk West and MacGyver. He was in an episode of the A Team. In the Scarecrow and Mrs. King. There you go. Oh, yeah, my mom's favorite fucking show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the fuck this is. No. Some I old don't bitch. Um, anywho. Let me see. Oh, yeah, so she steps on, like, this trap, and uh, cuts to, like, inside. And MacGyver's got to, like, rig it with, like, some pipe, like, in, like, the thing, like, where, That's like, That's what the MacGyver does best. Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, and he plays back the spool, yeah, with the... Uh, and then he makes like then he get they get on the sled and there's some C4 and shit explodes. One of the Russian guys gets a pickaxe in the heart. Yeah, this is a pretty awesome episode of MacGyver. I suggest you go and watch uh, Gold Rush, and it takes place in the cold in the snow, hence winter. Um, the, literally, because you this is all your fault by the way. Why is it my fault? I didn't do a MacGyver yesterday last week on our. Uh, uh, Reap, reap. What was last week's show? Uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog yeah. Day. Yes, thank you. Jeez, Groundhog Day show. See, it's like a Groundhog Day show now. I forgot what it was already. Um. Yeah. Then. Uh. Yeah. So you said, "Hey, you didn't do MacGyver." I'm like, "Oh well, I already picked one TV show." At Brace I was Park. like excited you didn't, didn't do, do two. Magra- yeah, MacGyver. I know. So I'm like, "Oh, perfect! I knew exactly what I was gonna do." Because I might have even talked this episode uh, to begin with. Maybe the Fire Ants one. Fire Ants one is really good. So MacGyver and his buddy, who's an entomologist, go down to South America. 
and there's this colony that's being overrun by a colony of ants. And uh, his buddy, oh, gets eaten alive by ants. It's actually really sad. Another gruesome MacGyver death. But MacGyver builds, this is an awesome one, because he builds a flamethrower. And he's, like, torching the ants and shit. And he's got, like, a flamethrower suit. And then they flood them all out. And they save the village. Um, but with at the cost of his buddy's life. I think I might even talked about that one before. Um, but, yeah. Gold Rush in the snow. It's got Russians. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. You're right, Ish. Poof. MacGyver solving social issues. Save solve social issues issues with a paper clip. Issues. That's what I always say. Issues. Issues. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I get so turned on when you do MacGyver rundowns. It's so erotic. Oh, I just have one request, everybody. Can you talk a little slower? Squeezer, remember that day in third grade when it was really cold outside, there was a snowstorm, and we had off the, the three days from school, and you came in the next day when we finally got the roads clear, and you were like, oh my god, I missed you, lunch lady. And I'm like, oh, I missed you too, little Squeezer. And you're like, so... What did you do with all those uh, sandwiches from the last three days? And I'm like, oh, I knew you'd come in here asking. <laughs> and I also have that tray of marshmallow squares that you were, they're kind of rock hard, but if you dip them in hot cocoa, they loosen up really quick. They come off quicker than my pants are later tonight. Oh, oh, squeezer. <laughs> so we just sat there and ate soggy sandwiches and rock hard marshmallow squares <laughs> with hot cocoa. You know, well, you probably should have been at class, but it was a nice little a time. That's what I, makes me think of winter and grabbing bags, if you know what I mean. No, I don't, aren't you, lady? I think she's referring to a double entendre as your bean bag. I, I, I hung up on her so we don't have to hear any more. Oh, grossness. thanks. Saved me from having to interact. Fail miserably at interacting. Yeah, I'll do it for you. Hold on. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Show lunch lady. <laughs> Why is he here? Show lunch lady. Uh, we've been off school for three days, and I know you probably don't throw away all those lunches you make. So, you think you still have them in the refrigerator? Oh no, I left them out on the counter, just so they get all warm and juicy for you. <laughs> you really don't know where you're going with this dialogue, do you? <laughs> See, when you can't squeeze her, I, I, I pick up the slack. Oh, thanks. Or I ran out of steam. I tried to cut it off, and then you you guided me back into it, and I was I was out of steam. <laughs> All right, MacGyver, moving on. Uh, we said this was going to be a 90-minute show. We're at an Whoops. hour and six minutes. <clears throat> okay, here is my next pick. Are you blaming MacGyver for that? Yes.
I'm talking about... You hear that little chirp, by the way? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The little pangy? That's, uh, my uh, friend Tommy was dating this girl when we lived together. And she'd like, in the morning, she'd be like, Bye, mom, blah, blah, blah. I want syrup. I want cereal. I want juice. I want coffee. Do you have this? Do you have this? Blah, blah. I wouldn't shut up. And he was like, he, he's sitting there talking to me. He goes, you know what she sounds like? And I'm like, what? He's like, that little penguin from the Mario Ice level. The little penguin that won't shut up until you take it back to its mother. So we just called her little pangy from there on out. And she never got why. But we always called her little pangy. Because she was just like, meh, 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 meh. And there's the mom. Wow, wow, wow. It's a go. Here we go. But Cool Cool Mountain uh, is a fun level in Mario. He's this is just a walkthrough of all the different star collections you have to do in Cool Cool Mountain. And Little Pangy Lost, I think, is the one he's doing now. Now that, that see, this is the noise he was talking about when you pick him up. Wow. <laughs> like that's what she sounded like all morning. <laughs> Eh, it happens. Uh, again, game changer of a game for me, especially because you know I didn't play a 3D game really until uh, I got me some Mario 64. And this level, talk about Lance Stalker isometric. This one is like, if you've never played 3D games before, like orienting yourself on a bridge as like killer snowman are jumping and you have to go under him while holding a penguin. It wasn't the easiest thing to do, especially when you're slipping and sliding over all this level. But uh, Cool Cool Mountain is definitely one of the tougher but more fun um, worlds you go through and collect stars on. Because you have to get, like, to collect a certain amount of stars to get in different levels, to get, you know, to fight Bowser, to get the castle back. It's a good game. It's. Man, you found my precious baby. Here, take a star. Huh. Then he goes chirping along, and then if you if you take him from her, the the penguin mom gets pissed and follows you. That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> oh, he throws him off the ledge. Oh, oh, he threw it off the ledge. That's the beauty of open world games. Yeah, uh, remember, I remember. I remember when everyone's talked about throwing the penguin off the ledge. So this one's saying you just jump off the mountain and you do quicker. Um, I'm always afraid to do that because it's really easy to die in this cool, cool mountain level. Oh, look, he did it. There, he got his star. Yeah, let's see if he's going to kill the penguin again. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, always get rid of the penguin. Because his notes on the walkthrough. <laughs> That's so mean. When did you finally get to play Mario 64? Did you have a friend who had it? Or did you have to wait till you got your hands on one of these bastards? No, no, my friends had it. So it was, it was same thing like, um, uh, like Spy vs. Spy, though. You know, because by the time, like, I would go over there, like, they played Mario by themselves, you know. Uh, you know, perhaps they moved on to uh, newer games. And I just wanted to play fucking Mario. Well, the thing I remember when my N64 was this game in particular, and same with, um, um, Ocarina of Time weren't meant to be played with other people. Like GoldenEye was a game, or you know, yeah. or, or um, Cruising USA. We I had <laughs> Wave Race. 
Wave Race 64. Hell yeah. Or Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. That's what you played with your friends. Mm -hmm. Or Mario Kart 64, which constantly. That was like a great. That was the first 3D one. Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings, I never had the 64 one. Oh, that was fun. Um, Turok was one of my favorite. I got that for Easter from my mom. Turok. It was, you know, after that like stage in our life where my dad started making money. Mm hmm. We weren't so poor anymore. And they're like, oh, I'll buy you a Nintendo 64 game for Easter. And it'll be Torok. So that I remember being down in the computer room where my Nintendo 64 was hooked up playing um, until I got a TV in my room and then the Nintendo 64 went up there. And it was a teensy little 13 inch Emerson television squeezer. But it was still mine. Cool, cool mountain. Squeezer. Onto your neck. And did you like my uh, YouTube? Wallpaper there? I did. Very nice. Mm. I'm like, ooh, nice. It's a beautiful image. Yeah, I stole should, it off I the should, internet. Yeah, it's I don't even know who to credit uh, to. Get that printed. Look good in my living room. Mm. Here's your next pick. I've seen pulse cannons and gladiator droids. I've seen Beggar's Canyon and Imperial Sewers. I've seen dead ends. In 360 degrees of tomorrow, and for once, live to tell about it. Because I've got the ultimate fighting machine. Oh, it's an N64. Oh, yeah. Shadows of the Empire. Again, N64. Um, I didn't have it my, my friend had it but all that mattered was I, I don't remember how much of this game like because I, I was going through them like reading like you know the synopsis of the game and level by level you know and realizing wow I really didn't play this past Hoth ever none of us did I didn't play it so I can't um, speak for that uh, it, it was so much fun it's everything you always wanted to do in a Star Wars game which was get in a snow speeder and go out and take down uh ATSTs and ATATs and uh probe droids. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. Like it's basically you're playing out the uh you're playing out the the opening of the movie uh, of Empire Strikes Back. And it, I don't think it was necessary for the story of the game cuz like so, I don't know how familiar you are with the Shadows of the Empire. It doesn't matter anymore because they took all that stuff and said it's not canon and made it fucking Legends or whatever. I am not familiar at all. Uh, well, you are... They decided in the uh, 90s that they were going to fill in the space between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi with additional story. Uh, so they gave us uh, a Dash Rendar, who is their your Han Solo, because Han Solo is frozen in carbonite at this time. Mm. Uh, and uh, he's got the Outrider. It's like a Millennium Falcon meets uh, like F the B wing. Didn't they bring? Did they introduce this guy in shows at all? I there was always the like clamoring for it, and oh, is that him? Is that him? And 
like it no it never was there were there was always a chance people like in uh, mandalorian like uh oh was that going to be timothy oliphant's character or something like that mm. but no i don't think i don't believe he's shown up yet um maybe who knows? Uh, but there is this whole like smuggling thing, and Leia's been kidnapped, and you got to save her from some green dude, and Boba Fett's involved and stuff. And um, it was a fun story. There was like books and comics. I read a lot of the books and comics and all that stuff too. Um, but it all takes place between those movies, not at the beginning of it. So they kind of just shoehorned in this thing where, oh, this guy showed up to Hoth right before the evacuation was happening to deliver some goods uh, to the, the rebels. And while he was there, and he's like, oh, I'm going to get the hell out of here. And Han's like, hey, buddy, do you mind just hanging out real quick? Hey, there's a s- extra speeder over there. How about you go fly out with the uh, road group? He's like, okay. So, like, yeah, there's no... They just really just shoehorned him in there. Uh, no reference to... Uh, him in the film, of course, because this was, you know, almost, you know, 15, 20 years later. But it doesn't matter because it gave you the opportunity and the fun to fly around with your harpoons and tow cables and trip up giant walking all-terrain armored transports. Uh, and, like, the sound effects were all there. The music was there. Um, yeah, it was a whole hell of a lot of fun. You could tell my enthusiasm for it. Um Beyond the 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 wintry snowy hoth, uh, yeah, I don't th- think I remember playing a second of it hmm. after that. Like, oh, we just you go back and just play that over again. I uh, I don't know of it, but I uh, seems like it's it was fun. fun. It was uh, uh, I'm sorry, I must said Commodore sixty four. It was Nintendo sixty four. Yes, and sixty four. <clears throat> I this I, yeah. I I had Rogue Squadron. Uh yeah, there was a hot, yeah Rogue Squadron on the uh, GameCube. Was it no? I thought I had Rogue Squadron on N sixty four. Or is that N sixty four? Oh, was N sixty four? Uh, Rogue Squadron two was GameCube, right? Yes. Rogue Leader. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there was a Hoth battle in there too, right? Yes. Yeah, you gotta throw it in there. That was, oh, that game. I mean, you know what? My GameCube is right there. All I got to do is plug it in. I'm going to play Super Monkey Ball and some Rogue Leader. Oh, I got to play that. Uh, what was the new one that came out like two or three years ago? The piloty one. I it was did. like all just Star Wars Flight Sim. I don't know. Hmm. But it was free. I downloaded it, so... Yeah, Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader was the GameCube one. I never played that. Yeah, that, oh, that was a lot of fun. That was I that that was the first one. So when I got my GameCube, we went all the way to the, I think, is there a Kmart or a Walmart in Easton is where I got it. There's uh, a Walmart and a Kmart directly across the street. Well, the Kmart's not there from each other. Yeah. I'm trying oh, to Easton. think. No, I'm, think thinking, I'm thinking of 191 Bethlehem. No, no, no. This was even further. This was up 33. It might have been Walmart then. Okay, yeah. Down to 248 is the Walmart. Yeah. Uh, we went out and, uh, yeah, I got, I got it at midnight. And the only thing game I had for it was Rogue Leader. Got home, fired it up, and it was, like, it was mind-blowing. It looks so fucking good. Ah, uh, game is so much fun. 
I remember what like everyone was <clears throat> obsessed with uh, Rogue Squadron because there was like stuff from Episode One in it, uh, which was like still a year out when this movie came out. Mm. Uh, and that's why everyone wanted fucking. Uh... Oh yeah, because you can get the uh, Naboo Starfighter. Right, and, and every, uh, everyone well... bought a Game Sharker, the pro action replay, to get it, the Naboo Starfighter. Mm. It was the most well-hidden code of the length of time before its discovery. Wow. Yeah. But, um, all right, it's, uh, it was fun. I mean, I, I, I got it, uh, because I had the expansion pack, Squeeze. Ooh, fancy yeah. things. All right, um, let's move on to my next pick. This came All out. Right. This was a Happy Meal that came out in January of '91. Hello, Blue Jay. How are you? Blue Jay. Hello, Hello. What's new? Howdy, Robin. Nice day, isn't it? The McDonald's Happy Meal, guys. What are you doing? Practicing our bird calls. Bird calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Good Morning Happy Meal. Good morning, Ronald. With a neat connectable comb. Toothbrush. Morning. Or a Ronald cup with a juicy juice sample. Good morning, Ronald. Good morning, Billy. <gasps> Dad. <laughs> One each week with a McDonald's Happy Meal. So I got the juicy juice in the cup, and the cup remained in our rotation for years, Squeezer. Ooh. But uh, this was, so it, it, there was a Ronald clock. I don't know if the clock even worked. Um... There was a toothbrush that, you know, probably be best used to clean grout. There was <laughs> a, a comb, which were like, I think they were Fry Guys. Or different, they were different McDonald's characters and they clipped together to make like a bigger comb. And obviously the cup with this little sample box of Juicy Juice was really, it was like a mini juice box. Remember those? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um... I remember we got this in, th in the winter. That's so I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it was January of 91 <laughs> that uh, this came out. And I'm like, see, sometimes I do remember things. I didn't get the comb, the alarm clock, the toothbrush, but we got the cup with the juicy juice punch. Yeah, that, you get the most use out of the cup. Yeah, but like as a kid, you're like, what a fucking dog shit lame fucking happy meal toy a cup a cup and not even a collapsible one that you can put in your camping kit right right but um nonetheless Mc i couldn't go without doing a winter mcdonald's happy meal and, the, and they're the only winter themed Happy Meal toy I could think of was the Batman Returns toys but they came out clearly in the summer so i didn't go with them, I went with this winter one. And it, I knew it would be quick, and I knew we'd get past it very quick to get to your next pick, Squeezer. Yes? Hello, ma'am. We're going around town and offering snow shoveling service. Snow shoveling. Would you like your driveway and sidewalk shoveled for $8,000? Oh, well, I certainly could use some little snow shovelers, but $8,000 seems a little steep. How about $10? Ooh, ouch, man, please let go of that tight grip you have on my bars. Ten dollars is breaking my bars, man. How about fifteen dollars? It's a deal. All right, guys, let's get to work. 
Ah, ah, snow shovel. This is, I got another little quick one here, but this is just some uh, squeezer insight. I didn't, we didn't get a real snow shovel uh, until, I want to say it was at least the mid to late, it was possibly like 97, 98. So like all the big snowstorms never even fucking had a real snow shovel. Uh, probably after my, my mom even kicked my dad out and we're like, Oh, let's go buy a real snow shovel now. Uh, cause ours, we just had like these, these flat, slightly curved one, something that you would use if you were like moving stone. <laughs> like if you had a pile of stone, if you're trying to like level out to do like a patio, this is the kind of shovel we had. And like the corners were all dinged up and banged up and it was so small and narrow. It would take you two, maybe even three passes to like do like one little section of your sidewalk and it took fucking forever and it was gold i remember it had a gold like brass body like and it wasn't brass but it was like had this like brass brass finish to it um splintered wooden handle from sitting out um but yeah that thing sucked and then eventually the day came and we got a real snow shovel and it was like the ergonomic kind it had like a handle on the back and like you didn't have to bend over because you know it had that thing where it like bent down and out again. Like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, I had that thing for probably 20 years before it broke. Yep. Um, we had <coughs> like a, a wooden handled giant blue aluminum scoop shovel. Like the like now you get the plastic shovel, the plastic handle with just a slab of metal like edge to it squeezer yeah but back back when we were kids we had a uh it was a a, a wooden handle with a fucking all metal blue uh, like steel scoop it wasn't even aluminum it was like steel you could yeah. you could literally old man marley kill someone with these Mm-hmm. oh that's like what the fucking uh the old man next door to kevin would have old man marley Something who like i just that. said old man marley. Oh, that was his name <laughs> yes <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to think of his name while you were saying it. <laughs> Two things did not register. Uh, why else would I say old man Marley sh- shovel? I, I don't know. I don't know. The snow shovel killer. Come on, squeezer. Better than that. Um. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, neither am I. Uh, what else is you got about your shovel here? Is that about it? Yeah, that's about it. All right, we could uh, let's put a bow and wrap the this horror straight up with this bad boy. Hang on for the <laughs> thrill of your life. Cliffhanger. Rated R. Starts Friday, May 28th at a theater near you. This. This is a movie. You saw Cliffhanger, right? Oh, yeah. I watch. I remember watching Cliffhanger like 40 times on pay-per-view. We didn't see it in the theater. It came came out May 20th, 19. May 28th, 1993. So I probably saw it. It probably wasn't on pay-per-view till that next fall. So I probably watched it. Around winter, fall, squeezer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, it, it made like the first ever cool U.S. Treasury agent. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool, but like badass. Yeah. Yeah, John Lithgow doing his British accent. He's uh, trying to take a hundred million dollars from the U.S. Treasury. One hundred million dollars. Michael Brooker's badass in this. Um, Sly Stallone's pretty good, and he wrote it, I think. Um, yeah, he wrote the screenplay with Michael. Fan. I I hope he did his own wardrobe too. Oh God, his wardrobe. Like, let's just find like the skimpiest little climbing outfit we can. Oh yeah, he's got to show off the fucking the meat. Hell yeah. Scooter. Um, I love this movie. I thought it was so fun. It uh, is fun. Yeah, it, I I get I get like anxious watching it. Yeah, John Lithgow was kind of uh, gripped over the coals for this movie, but um, I you know John Roger Ebert for uh, for the one critic my whole life who always agreed with. With sometimes didn't, sometimes didn't, but for like I'd say a good majority of the times, I I'm like I like this. Why did everyone hate it? And then I see Roger Ebert liked it. I'm like, see, I knew it was a good movie. Roger Ebert gave this three out of four stars. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. It was well cut. I thought to drive suspense. Uh, squeezer, like you said, very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. It holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the costliest aerial stunt ever performed. Take that, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Stuntman Simon Crane was paid $1 million to perform the aerial transfer scene where he crossed between two planes at an altitude of 15,000 feet. Worth it. Yeah. Now they just CGI that shit. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why did he have to be so high? <laughs> right. Well, I guess it, at what point... At what point does it matter how high you are? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but I I I, I like this, and um, it was anything Stallone or Schwarzenegger in, like kind of like really took off, and um, like usually got a video game, and fuck man, did did uh, Cliffhanger get a video game? It's a good. We talked about it on the show before. It's a beat 'em up and it's pretty fun. And I'm watching the. What are you watching? Cliffhanger. The movie or the video game? The 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 the, the scene. Oh, the transfer scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you gotta kind of do that up high. I mean, yeah, you would have done the. They probably had to do it up there because of like some kind of. It's probably safer to do it that high versus. We talked about cliffhanger for NES being like generally like pretty bad, and but then the SNES one is actually pretty good. It's like a really cool beat 'em up where he's got a nut. He's got like weapons that he picks up, and um, I of course rented the SNES one from Blockbuster. Uh, never played the NES one until a few years ago when we were talking about these games. But yeah, the SNES version of Cliffhanger was fucking fun. And it just, I rented it because I liked the movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fun movie. Go watch it. It's not, and it's not highbrow cinema squeezer, you know? No. But it's, goddamn, I liked it. I liked it. All right. Um, 
your that was my last pick, Squeezer. We're on your last pick. Oh boy. Here we go. What's the cool new game everybody's running to get? It's thin ice. You're on thin ice. You're on thin ice. You ever play this game? Um, I I I think we God, I played it, and it came with a pack of tissues, right? Uh, yeah, I think like a really small little box of them or something like no, that. No, it was like one of those little packs you get, like the travel packs of Kleenex. I think it came with. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I I mean, maybe I always remember like we just you know we pull our own. Yeah, it, I don't know if we had have. it or our friend had it, but I remember, I don't know if our friend Joey had it. I know it came with a pack of tissues, or the pack of tissues might have been in there. That's why he just kept it in there. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm assuming, I don't know what it would take to... Oh, they still sell this cocksucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, they updated the packaging a little bit, but it's the same fucking game. <laughs> now, they got rid of the kids. Now it's just the penguins now. Uh... Let's see, does it have a contents of, uh, hang on, where's board game key? Contents, here we go. Ah, igloo game base, three legs, two hoops, giant tweezers, 24 marbles, yes, tissues, and instructions. Yes, it did come with tissues. Yeah, I thought, and it was like, I think it was like a little pack. Yeah. Uh, two or more players ages five and a, I, I'm sorry. You don't have to be five to play this game. Well, they just don't want you to choke. To, oh, that's true. To choke yeah, it's on got the marbles. marbles. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Use the giant tweezers to pick up any marble and put it on top of the ice. So you had this big ring, uh, and then it, there was like a dish and you put a little bit of water, uh, in the outer ring. So the marbles would get a little wet. It helped break the tissue down more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had to be careful because oh and yeah the the legs were made to look like ice cubes that was kind of cool. You have the one ring off. You lay the tissue over it. Then you put the ring over it, kind of like to clamp it down. And then you use the little Eskimo tweezers. Well, I don't and, think you could say Eskimo anymore, Squeezer. Uh, I'm reading the packaging. <laughs> I am not in any way. Um, First Nations. Yes, you take the First Nation tweezer <laughs> and, uh, yes, pick up the marble and then put the marble on the tissue. you got to be careful. And then you see how many, and it's kind of like kerplunk uh, with tissues. And uh, you, uh, We had whoever... kerplunk, but kerplunk was a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass to set up. It took forever. Um, my grandparents loved playing that kerplunk. Yeah. It was a lot of work. Just made me want to have, like, you know, sausage, like, steak and pepper skewers. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it was a fun game. I remember my sister and I would play this ad nauseum. 
Uh, and then we try to get our parents to play, and they have like no interest in wanting to play mm. fucking thin ice. Mm. No, I don't want to play thin ice. We never um, want to do anything with our parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was good bonding time. Uh, me and me and the sis. Uh, we we actually, cause it wasn't it was too hard to cheat. Um, uh, garage sale. Got it for them in a garage sale. Yes, this is a very good garage sale game. Um, cause even if you don't, even if you're missing like half the marbles, you still have enough to pretty much play with. Uh, and if you lose the tweezers, um, you could still do as long as you have like the base and like the the ring, uh. And a couple marbles, and you can always get more marbles. It's yeah, so yeah, it's a good, good yard sale game because, particularly because after playing it long enough, uh, your kids will get bored of it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, fun game, and it's good, nice theme song, good jingle, great jingle. Mm-hmm. Something nice, something nice. So yeah, those are my winter picks. Winter is over. I wish, man. I can't wait for fucking spring. Target's like so. Valentine's Day is like almost over, or what? Uh, five days away from Valentine's Day being over. So Target's switching over to Easter and spring, like getting ready for the pagan spring solstice. I mean Easter, <laughs> so, which is I love. It's one of my favorite times of the year because you know it just means warm weather's coming. Um. And I, I was there. I haven't been targeting like two weeks. So when I was there today, I saw this Easter and spring stuff. And I was like, oh, man. And the days, today's day, did you notice it was like light out longer? It felt almost like a bit of spring. It did, yeah. Uh, so the days are getting longer. We're like a, a month and maybe some change away from daylight savings time. Woo-hoo. I don't know. It's, you know. it's what you look forward to. Winter being over. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then April's gonna come, and we're gonna get like two feet of snow. But baseball squeezer, goddamn pitchers and baseball catchers in report snow. in a few fucking days. I am very excited for baseball to Fuck start. Yeah. Uh, I'll be down there. I'll just be miles away. Yeah, two hour drive. You go right down to Clearwater. All right. Just leave the kids at the. Leave no, the... I'll be right. They'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, that's it. Uh, maybe you'll have a show next week of Cinnamon, or it might be pushed back another week. We don't know yet. Um, Squeezer's got uh, a little trip to the magic, most magical place on Earth, they say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah I, you'll have fun. And, you, and you'll yeah. be making memories. Not it, The memories, yeah, everyone says it's for the kids, but it's it's for you to, have, to see your kids happy. That's where the real memories come from, Squeezer. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> um, yeah. Just don't look at your bank account as a dream. I oh I no I don't. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, I'm RK, and I'm Squeezer. Night, guys. See ya. Night.